Welcome to A Higher Way Podcast. This is a place of shared stories and experiences where we have open discussions ranging from subjects like psychedelics, spirituality, astrology. We talk about healing from trauma, divorce, addiction, energy work, the afterlife. We get into family shit and lots more. Each episode is built on the foundation of authentic expression and vulnerability as the keys to living as our most creative and fully expressed selves. Here at A Higher Way with Tay, we believe that healing is an inside job. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to A Higher Way with Tay. Today, I am joined by my dear friend and my longtime yoga teacher, a truly one-of-a-kind dude, my friend, Stephen Willard. Hello, hello. Hello. Welcome, Stephen. I, <laughs> I know Tay. I may have bribed you a little bit with a <laughs> bottle of bourbon to get you to agree to do this. <laughs> oh, there's no bribery needed to okay. well, have me talk about myself. <laughs> good to know. Well, I'm excited you're on. I know when I first told you that I was starting a podcast, I was like, I really want to have you come on as a guest and you were like sure absolutely i know i wasn't the first guest you but that's weren't the okay. first but hey you were in the I mean, top five so okay. i feel like <laughs> so you know i, I do was want a- when you post this i do want yes. to be labeled special guest star i absolutely will do that i have the heather locklear uh writer in all of my Perfect. appearances got it i know I'm, I'm surprised you didn't ask for me to send like glam and you know <laughs> well i figured since it was audio only yeah maybe could, well next time mm-hmm. <laughs> okay good to know well, when I was a guest on your podcast mm-hmm. just recently, your awesome there once podcast, was a yogi. there once was a yogi. Amazing. <laughs> so that was a few weeks ago. And in that we talked briefly, we were trying to remember like when, how long we had known each other yeah. basically. So I want to share a quick story with you that I thought about after the fact okay. that you may not even really remember, but okay. it's very pertinent for today's conversation. So this was late 2018 and It was like I had been taking your class for maybe at Holy Cow um, for maybe like a year at that point in time. Mm -hmm. So I had just started to like get to know you guys kind of socially. Um, And at that time, if you will remember, I was still married and my ex-husband, Billy, he had, he left and went away for treat to go to treatment at the end of 2018. So I sent like on a group text with you and me and our friend Ashley, our yoga bestie. I said like something like, Hey guys, like, my husband's going away for a little while and I'm probably not going to be able to come to yoga. You know, like money's going to be really tight. And so like, just don't want you to think that I'm not coming back, you know, but whatever. And you guys wrote back and were like, absolutely not. Like you're coming to <laughs> yoga. Like we got you. Well, you know, don't worry about it. Like, but you have to come. And like, you totally, you guys, like, it was amazing. Aww. I'll never forget. I know. And it was like the one thing at that time that I probably needed the mm, most, you know, yeah, was yeah. like to be, keep coming back to yoga. Yeah. And so I'll never forget that. It was a, yeah. It was a very Gosh, meaningful and special thing. I love stories about when I was sweet. I know. You don't have a ton of them. <laughs> I like, don't. Seriously. Um, but anyway, yeah, I just, I always remember that. And I, I remember too, that like I was able to keep coming to yoga during such a challenging time in my life and yeah i was trying to remember the other day too when we were at uh ashley's drop-in of like mm-hmm. exactly when i mean ashley and i've known each other a lot longer than god me, i guess yeah. 15 years now or something but um but yeah i was trying to remember when like the three of us when that shift kind of happened yeah like i i know i said the other week that it that i thought it was during covid but no right. i do remember that it was before yeah but i just don't remember the the winds the howls or any of that stuff well like but we said too it was like covid certainly brought us closer to yeah having these like really small classes here <laughs> and in the it was studio. like the same group yeah, yeah but i mean week. again it was like thank god i had yoga during yeah. that time yeah, yeah, you yeah. know so it was 
it was just really awesome to have. Um, and you know, I've said before in the podcast, but like yoga is one of the pillars of, you know, not just like my spiritual walk, but just like my, uh, like everything, you Mm -hmm. know? And when I don't have it, um, my table's unsteady, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. so it's, it's awesome that I can look back and know that even at that time I was like kind of embarrassed to reach out to you guys and say like, this Aww. is going on. But yeah. you guys were like, no, we got you. Come to <laughs> yoga. Don't worry about it. Like we'll take care of you. And you did. And it was awesome. So anyway. Okay. So one of the things obviously that I do in this podcast is um, before someone comes on, I take a look at their natal chart. I read up a little bit of their astrology. Okay. Um, and I did ask you beforehand, like, do you know much about your own natal chart? And you kind of said not, not a whole lot, right. right? Okay. Well, I did a deep dive. Oh, okay. Fascinating. Okay. All right. So you know you're a Gemini sun, okay? Yes. You are in a Sagittarius moon oh. and a Cancer rising. Oh, yes. I did not know that. Yes. So okay. what's cool is like in that big three, as we call it, Gemini is air, Sagittarius is fire, and then Cancer is water. Okay. So you've got a nice balance of the elements in oh, there. Interesting. Um, I know, which is, that's a good thing to have. So you have three planets in Gemini, three prominent planets, Venus, Sun, and Mars. Okay. Um, so to me, it like makes perfect sense that you have a, a podcast because Gemini <laughs> is such, and I was talking about this on a previous episode, but Gemini is like the storyteller. Mm. It's very intellectual. It's all about, you know, duality. Um, but the symbol for Gemini, like I'm sure you've seen it, mm-hmm. it's like the two vertical lines and then there's a line at the top and the bottom. Yeah. So that represents like wisdom and learning and then the powers of the mind to sort of synthesize that information. Okay. And so I feel like, you know, you can kind of think about how like with a podcast that makes sense that you're like, that's your way of communicating, you know, taking in this information and then sharing it. So you have, okay, this is really cool. You have four planets in the 12th house, which is like the house of spirituality. It's also kind of like house of secrets and like mm. it's mysterious. And, okay. Um, but three out of four of those planets are the exact same three that I have in my 12th house. Oh, as interesting. Well. Yes. Okay. So it includes Mercury, which again is the planet of communication. So it's like completely appropriate for people with podcasts that claim to be like unfiltered and provocative <laughs> like us. Um, so I thought that like completely checked out. So I'd love for you to tell us a little bit about your podcast and what subject material you kind of bring to the table with that. Uh, well, I think I think it's 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 very representative of my my Gemini nature. Yeah. That it's like just whatever I happen to be interested in. Yes. And um, like I do it very like it's done very in the moment. Like I there's no editing. Mm-hmm. Like I, I I want it to just be like a however many minute conversation. Yeah. Like if we sat down and I just hit record and we just start talking, yeah. which for the most part is, is how I, is how I do it. Um, and I mean, you know, it's been, um, it's literally gone all over the place. Like the first like group of episodes, uh, I did a few with my best friend, um, just because we have a good banter. And, and we also, I think learned quite a bit about each other. And about our relationship. Um, but then I, you know, I interviewed some of my teachers. But then I also did, you know, I had a guy on who literally wrote the book on the Golden Girls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I did an hour on the Golden Girls. And, uh, and then I had my friend Kevin on and we did a deep dive on um, Olivia Newton-John. Yep. <laughs> but then it, this past summer, I guess... Time is so weird. I know, lately. especially now. We're like, yeah. what year is it? Yeah. By the way, it's like the week between Christmas and New Year's right now. We're like, what day Which, is it? <laughs> yeah. But I did a I did a series over the summer, How to Practice in a Dumpster Fire. Yeah, I remember that. Because I think that, you know, it's interesting that we're doing all this, 
Like, it kind of feels like, you know, like the apocalypse is upon us. Right. Agree. <laughs> but we're still getting massages. Yeah. Going to getting work. Starbucks and coming to yoga. Yeah. And, and you know, and I think that, uh, so I had this thing over the summer of like, well, how do you, you know, because I, I've started studying a lot of uh, stoicism, mm-hmm. which is very much about like, you can't control outside events. Mm-hmm. You can only, con- I mean, as most paths uh, teach, but yeah, if we are in the apocalypse, no amount of our worry, mm-hmm. wailing, gnashing of teeth is going to do anything about it. But uh, but yeah, how do you just go about your day to day? So I interviewed a lot of teachers over the course of that. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, I think right now it's just kind of like, I'm, and I'm, I'm on a little bit of a hiatus right now. Yeah, we're anxiously awaiting your next season. <laughs> so any idea um, of a premiere date for that? Or? Well, probably something in the new year for okay. sure. But Seems I, like good timing. I think it's, you know, I'm, I think... Uh, like I said, for the most part, it has always represented whatever I'm interested in at any given moment. Yeah. And I think my path over the last few months has been kind of like very different and divergent. And I'm trying to decide how much of that I want to share publicly. Mm-hmm. That makes share sense. Share it all. Yeah, probably That's will. what I think. I mean, listen, yeah. with your 12th house son, I mean, <laughs> and like mine, I'm like... But I, also, about it. I think I'm going to bring a little bit more of uh, practice elements into it. Yeah. Like, you know, some like guided yoga classes and meditations yeah. and stuff. But, uh, but yeah, I, I've started studying like two very sort of different things over the last year. So I just haven't quite figured out how I want to bring those yeah. into the podcast. Well, I know like when I was getting ready to publish my podcast, I had to choose a, like a label, you know, mm, for yeah. both Spo- uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify mm-hmm. that's like basically says like this is the theme. I mean, so I don't know about you, but I was like, I don't like that. It's so... I don't even remember what I put mine. I know. I think I picked like kind of a broad term. I think it was like spirituality or maybe like... Yeah, I'm not even yeah, sure. I don't know. I kind of should probably check that. <laughs> well, if you could just pick a word, make your own up. Like, what would you mm. call it? Oh, shit. Ooh, am I allowed to yeah, Absolutely. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, one word. Or a couple words. Hmm. I mean, I do think that there is definitely a spiritual component to it. Uh, you know, as, as cliche as it is, of, you know, I, I've been doing this yoga thing for a long time, <laughs> both as a uh, practitioner and professionally. Mm-hmm. Um and, you know, and, uh, and I've always heard, you know, yoga is everything. Like yoga is in anything and everything. And so I do think that there is a spirituality component because I think even if you're talking about something as, as superficial as the Golden Girls for an hour, there's some degree of spirituality to that because you're talking about something that brings you joy and brings other people joy. Right. And so, yeah, so sometimes it's like, oh, yeah, I think it would be interesting to know yeah. more about this. So I definitely think I would pick spirituality. I hate the term self-help. Yeah. Um, I think that that is a term that has just it's done. It's very more. outdated. and Well, it's very outdated, and I honestly think that it's done more harm than it has benefit yeah uh particularly over maybe the last 20 years um but maybe hmm, self self-acceptance maybe oh i like that yeah yeah Yeah. that's good yeah i'm getting into the retreat biz in 23 wow i don't think i knew this i know i I, (laughs) mostly because i don't know what the fuck i'm doing yeah well Um, you're in the club so the person who came to me with it 
I said, you know, well, my experience has been the few retreats that I've gone to is I have tended to leave them feeling worse mm. than I arrived mm -hmm. because I always, there's always some element of it that makes me feel like I'm not, that I haven't been doing enough or haven't yeah. been doing it right or blah, blah, blah. And so I always like just feel like, oh, another example of how I've come up short. So my idea with this is to just really to honestly be a retreat Mm -hmm. to mean that you are getting away yeah. and, and finding some joy and, and, and self-acceptance is a big thing I've been working on for, for many years, uh, not only on myself, but hopefully that it comes across in all this stuff that I do, um, that maybe people pick that up and are able to, uh, practice it or embody it in their own life in some way. I love um, that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think, I think you know, when I first started teaching, uh, God, I think that was like 17 years ago. Mm. Um, I was so young. Uh, <laughs> I didn't think so at the time. But, um, you know, I think I, I spent my, the first two years trying to emulate other teachers, like teachers that I liked or, or whatever. And it took me a long time to find my, my groove, you know, my voice, whatever. And... Um, I realized, I don't know how many years ago, that I'm not like a, I'm not a party pose kind of teacher. Mm -hmm. I've never considered myself particularly a spiritual teacher in the context of a yoga class, but I don't know, maybe I have been to some degree. But I think, uh, I can't remember who I heard say this, like it might've been Rodney Yee uh, many years ago when... Um, uh, something there was a lot of when yoga was first sort of being uh, not first, but it was being touted as you know an alternative workout, blah blah blah. And uh, I think he said something like, you know, yoga gives you the body you deserve. Hmm. Yeah, and at first I was like, oh shit, <laughs> I am. Well, fucked. then I want my money back, <laughs> right? <laughs> I am fucked. And um, but I think what he meant by it is that, um, you know, if you're practicing. Hatha yoga in a in a form where there's not a lot of uh, exterior help, we'll mm -hmm. say. Like you can only go into a forward fold so much because mm -hmm. your hamstrings are like, this is where we are. Mm -hmm. This is as far as you can go safely. Mm -hmm. Whereas I think when you're in a room that's you know a little warmer, yeah, you could probably get your forehead to your shins. That doesn't necessarily mean that, that you should. Right. But, you know, you heat anything up that hot and you can you can move it. So I think that, you know, I think in a traditional sense of uh, doing a Hatha class, like you're like, oh, yeah, th this is where I am balanced. Like, it, like you, you're constantly being reminded of where you are at any given moment. Mm -hmm. And I think if you can um, uh, if you can get proficient at it, you kind of stop the comparing and beating yourself up of like, well, yesterday I was able to get my hands flat on the floor and today I can only get like my fingertips because it's like, oh, well, what did I do? What's different? So it, it puts you in this constant state of inquiry, I think. But um, I think that that is somewhere where I tried to go as a teacher of like, OK, let's maybe just accept where we are at, at 12 o'clock on this Tuesday yeah. mm -hmm. versus where we were five years ago, six months ago, a week ago. Yeah. 
And so I hope to some degree that that's what I've been able to convey. I love that. I mean, I, I think when you say too, like about the process of inquiry in your practice, like I love that because I, I identify with it in yoga, mm -hmm. but also I just feel like applying that to life in general and oh, like, yeah. you know, the pursuit of yeah. like whatever subjects mm -hmm. interest you. It's just that, that inquiry. But I know what you mean because with yoga, you know, obviously we, you joke sometimes in class about like, we'll be in a pose and you'll say like, don't worry, this isn't the cover of yoga journal, you right, know, like just right. do what feels good in your body mm -hmm. and be where you need to be today um but also it's like a balance i guess of like you know i want to strengthen and deepen my practice yeah. but also being secure and comfortable in, mm -hmm. in where my body is and where i am yeah yeah and i think that you know and i think that mentality of you know harder stronger mm -hmm. whatever uh has certainly seeped its way into into the yoga studios over you know the last 25 plus years um, and I thought that maybe we were kind of coming out of it again during COVID because people were coming in, you know, especially when things started reopening, you know, people were like, oh, I haven't done anything in like two years and blah, blah, blah. But no, I think we're right back in it of where I, I can see it sometimes on people's faces like, okay, cut yourself some slack. Yeah, like, I know. Yeah, it takes a minute to get back right, right. into this and you may be in a completely different space. Like you may never get... Yep. that pose back or yeah yep. so um so i don't know yeah and I, and I find it in my own practice like you know uh, i was doing a practice this morning at home and like my knee was a little tweaky and i had a moment of like ah oh, shit but then i was like oh well maybe this is just going to be the thing for a while that, yeah you know and then but it's also this the, the signal of like okay back up yeah yeah <laughs> like, and listening or, to your body and yeah. not pushing it yeah. absolutely you know, I think the whole you being a yoga teacher, you know, is so fitting with your Sagittarius moon. Like, I just feel like that's also, I just feel like I want to touch on a couple things about okay. you, how I know you with okay. your Sagittarius moon. But, um, you know, your moon is in the sixth house. Okay. And that's the house of service and like helping oh. others, but also relates to work. Okay. So there's like that combination there of your moon, which is like emotional and it's like your inner mm. and, and then your work combining. So oh, like, obviously I can see that with you being a yoga teacher, but you know, this is hilarious when I was doing this, like, Oh my God, of course. But Sagittarius moon, like kind of, definitely wants to be of service, but like wants to do it on his own terms. Okay. So it's like, you're not, you have to think about like, to, you know, the sign of Sagittarius is opposite of Gemini. Yeah. So Sagittarius and Gemini are two extremes of the same energy, which okay. is actually really interesting. Okay, interesting. And you, you have the moon and the sun in those two signs. So, you know, um, and also just on a side note about that for you, like dating wise, another Sagittarius would actually be like a good match for you, mm. I think. Any, have you had any luck in that? No. No, okay, well, just keep that in mind. <laughs> um, but you know, Sagittarius has to be free and independent, um, which also I think is probably like you haven't settled down yet, mm -hmm. you know? Um, but you know, the Sagittarius moon in the sixth house very much to me shows like your path of, of teaching yoga and the combination oh, of your work and that, that okay. part of you. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, I looked at your nodes, the north and south nodes of the moon. And um, you know, it's cool because the nodes are very much to me anyway, like the concept of samskaras in like yogic philosophy. Uh -huh. So it's like what makes up our conditioning, like what's so deeply ingrained that we came into this life with that we have to work to break free from. Okay. Mm. So you have the South node, like you came into this life um, with the South node in Libra 
and you're evolving towards your north node, which is in the sign of Aries. So your life path is really about like learning and coming into your strength and power, but it has to be in balance. Mm. So like that's kind of, does that resonate mm -hmm. with you at all? Absolutely. Okay, cool. So I have always said I really love the nodes because it gives you like a little bit of a blueprint of like yeah. what you need to let go of and what you need to work towards. But also like when we study samskaras in yoga, it's these are, you know, deeply ingrained patterns. Um, yeah. so maybe perhaps from previous lives, who knows, but mm. it's just like so deep in our conditioning that it is work. It's daily work to change perspectives, change yeah. patterns, you know, and just like we were talking about in yoga, like sometimes you can break out of those. Yeah. So anyway, I thought that was pretty cool. That's interesting. Um, but so on one more astrological note too, before we move on from that stuff, I also looked up your human design. I don't know if you've ever, okay. I no. don't really know a ton about human design. It has some astrological elements, but it's like a different thing. But I intentionally looked yours up because I was like, I have a feeling that Steven, like me, is a manifesting generator. So I looked it up. Mm. Lo and behold, I was correct. You are a manifesting generator. <laughs> but the reason I thought you might be um, is because throughout the years, you've had some rather interesting career choices. Yes. And so have I. Okay. <laughs> so that's kind of like a trademark of a manifesting okay. generator because we have to like dip our toes into a variety of things, um, different things, because we're multi-passionate, yeah. right? Yes, and exactly. And we get bored easy. Yes. So, um, so just to warm you up a little bit, I'm going to list a few of like previous jobs that I've had and okay. then you can go. Okay. Um, so I, I, my first job ever, I was, I worked in a taqueria. Okay. okay. But I was a telemarketer. Mm. I've worked in numerous tanning salons. <laughs> I can um, see that. Yes, I, I worked at the bank. Okay. Um, I was a Hooters girl. Wow. I know. Um, I did a voiceover for a JCPenney Mother's Day okay. uh, like radio commercial. Okay. Um, and I worked at a meatpacking plant. Oh, wow. I know. That's, for a long time, my friends like <laughs> called me meatpacker. It was like a That's nickname. Funny. Yes. Um, for the record, I didn't like, it was like in the office. I wasn't oh, like okay. in that gotcha, room gotcha, touching gotcha, me. Gotcha. Okay. So anyway, I know a couple of yours, but mm -hmm. I'd love for you to share like some of your. Uh, let's see. I think I'm going to try and do this chronologically. Okay. <laughs> uh, so very first job was uh, in a record store mm -hmm. when I was in high school. Okay. And then uh, I think my senior year of high school, I also worked part-time at a Benetton because the uh, the manager was really hot and I had a very big crush on him. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay, yeah, I'll take a job here. Sure. And then, let's see, then post-school, uh, let's see, I've been a waiter. I've been a, uh, a cologne spritzer. A cologne spritzer in the uh -huh. mall? Wow, do they uh, well, still have Dales. Oh, my God, I love it. Well, this it. was in the 80s. Um, I was a step aerobics instructor. Of course. Uh, I was a phone sex operator. You, I did not yes. know that one. Okay, see, I thought Hooters Girl was like, but phone sex yeah, operator. Yeah, phone sex operator. You win. Right, have you watched that um, documentary about Miss Cleo? No, yeah, but it's fascinating. Okay, I'll have to check. With, it out. Uh, a couple of the psychics, air quote, talk about how you know they, the the goal is to keep the person online for as long as possible. Right. Same with a phone sex operator. Uh, then, well, how long did that stint last? I've got to. Oh know. gosh, I did that like almost two years. Or and something. were you just like at home in your yeah, pajamas? That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and then, um, let's see. Then I was uh, I worked at the DMV. Right, I knew that one, which I think is so funny because I feel like you Can would. I tell you that has reared its head so much in the last like month. I was in the grocery store, yeah, like a month ago, in this uh, <laughs> the Food Lion on King Street, and um, this man comes up to me. He's like, "Oh, DMV," and I was like, "Long time ago." Yeah, because that literally when did I, I think I left there like in two thousand. 
seven. Oh, wow. Something like that. And, so who uh, remembers like, I know. You know. And then um, <laughs> I was walking the dog like a week ago or so. And uh, the house, like three houses down from me, this guy was like working out in front of his house and he looks at me and he points at me. He's like, DMV. What? I'm like, yeah, a long time ago. He's like, oh, I remember you, blah, blah, blah. And then I was in Food Lion again on uh, Friday before Christmas Eve. It ran into one of my favorite coworkers. <laughs> so I don't know what that's. I know that's, why that's so odd. Yeah, it's really but odd. nobody has ever stopped you and said your voice sounds familiar, like perhaps from the, the phone, phone sex thing. Oh God, that was so long ago. Well, I know, but I you mean... do have like a recognizable <laughs> voice. So and then uh, and then I managed uh, a hair salon and a spa, which is ironic. Was my to last me, like you know because. Real I know because I'm bald. You're bald, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, so that was like my last like job, job. And that was obviously before like making a career out of yoga. No, I was doing, when I started teaching, when I was still at the DMV. And um, that is such like a Gemini move right there, isn't it? Seriously, you're at the DMV and they're teaching yoga. And I I was teaching, the DMV was, you know, Monday through Friday gig. And I was teaching on Thursday nights and Saturday mornings. And I did that for about a year, year and a half. And then I was just like, oh my God, I hate this fucking job mm-hmm. so much. And then uh, I just kind of, you know, was like, well, let's see, could I do this full time? And uh, yeah, turns out I, I can. Yeah. And, um, it, but then when I, the last job job, that was after I had moved back from Atlanta and, <laughs> and needed a more steady right. income. But I was even then, like when I was uh, managing the salon, I think I was teaching... I was teaching like three or four classes a week. I think that's also like the manifesting generator thing, mm. you know, like, cause that's how I always just think I'm a hustler. Well, that's what I say too. Yeah. I'm a hustler I'm and a I have being. multiple jobs all the time. Yeah. Like I will do what I got to do. Yeah. I rarely and, say no. But I say now yes you know, okay. Now I'm telling you, you heard oh, it here first. It's because you're a manifesting okay. generator. Yep. And it was because of that, that I looked it up. I don't normally oh, like do that, for okay. that, but I was, I just had a feeling. So, okay. So you ended up now to where you are now, which is teaching yoga full time. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to see your thoughts, like, you know, a little bit on the concept of, you know, Dharma, right? In Hinduism mm-hmm. and Eastern philosophy, which is like, you know, fulfilling our inherent cosmic duty. Um, mm. And I think a lot of times in our culture, too, like that is um, supposed to be like with your career. Mm-hmm. And I'm at a point in my life where I'm trying to figure out mine, right? Like my life's path, my purpose, my Dharma. And for me, what I'm sort of discovering is like, if I just do a little bit of the stuff that really lights me up, like mm. it will lead me down the path of whatever yeah. that big. So yeah. what do you think? Yeah. I, I, I'm or like, what same... do you think Dharma is? Well, huh. Dharma, I think, you know, I think it's one of those concepts that's maybe been um, slightly convoluted or manipulated by Americans. Shocking. <laughs> Who, us? I know. <laughs> I feel like Dharma, Dharma can very, you know, Dharma and dogma sound very similar, mm-hmm. I think, for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, a lot of times, those uh, in the the yoga or meditation field uh, poke a lot of fun and criticism at, you know, at Christians, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you look at it, this community can be just as intolerant and unaccepting yep. <laughs> as, you know, as that environment. Um, so Dharma, I don't know. I've, I've come to this thing, again, since I started like reading Stoics and all this stuff. I'm paraphrasing Epictetus here. But Epictetus says that your job every day is when you wake up is to go and be a good human. Mm-hmm. And um, so, and I think that if you 
I think if you do this from a, a genuine point of view, like I'm a very big believer that I've always been, I've always been taken care of. I have always God, universe, whatever you want to say. I've always been taken care of. I've always been supported. I, I feel like everything is always unfolding for my greater good, mm-hmm. for my highest development, even the shitty stuff. Mm-hmm. And and it's taken me many years to get to a point when shitty stuff happens to say, okay, I don't know what this is for. Mm-hmm. Like I know what it, I know it's for something, but I don't know what it's for. And I'm also okay if I never know what this was for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just trust, you know. And so I, for me, I try to lead more by, not lead, I try to just kind of live my life and go by demonstration versus teaching, preaching. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Well, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's like inaction, you know, yeah. teaching by action and not by reciting something, yeah. Yeah. you know, out of a, yeah. So, um, so yeah, so Dharma, I don't, you know, I don't really, I don't, you know, during 2020, there was a lot of conversations that were being had that were long overdue uh, about yoga, the role of yoga teachers. Was that, do you think, largely in, because of the Yogi Bhajan stuff? And I think a lot of it. Yeah. I mean, I think it was a lot of things. You know, I think that, I think it's even tied into Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. That we were, you know, there were just lots of conversations that were happening around uh, cultural appropriation, mm-hmm. et cetera. I think some of them have been very valid, very needed. Um, I think we're in an interesting place on the pendulum right now. Um, but, uh, I think it was in 20, yeah, I think it was in 2020 that I, I changed my bio. Like I used to just say yoga teacher. Now I say asana teacher mm-hmm. because that's primarily the limb I teach yeah. is asana. Yeah. Um, because I think that um, the other limbs I think you can or you, or you don't have to practice those to, to do yoga. Uh, this might be controversial. Nope, it's, but, we're um, here for it. Say it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, I think that the other... The, the rest of the paths that you want to explore are very personal. It should be left up to you, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of times though, when you put people on a platform, no matter how big or small, even if it's just on a yoga mat in a room this size, a lot of times people are like, oh, I'm special. I know things. Mm-hmm. Are you like <laughs> saying this to me because I'm Viz Ref up there and you're like, no, oh, okay, no, no, just no. making sure. But, you know, I, I've known and you, I could probably give you some names off my, of people too that have, that's what they want. They want to be a guru. They want to be a yeah. quote leader. They want to whatever. They want to be an influence, an influencer. I've never had that desire. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, the Dharma thing, I don't ignore it. But I just think it's it's up to you. Yeah, I like, agree. Yeah. And I think where I'm at with it right now is like maybe it can be a side effect of, mm-hmm. you know, putting my energy into yeah. just pursuing the things that I'm passionate about. Or yeah. like you said, like if you wake up every day and you honestly choose like today I'm going to be try to be a good person. Mm-hmm. It's like the side effects of that, like naturally right. falling into place. Right. As have, opposed you, to, uh, have you read, uh, I just watched this last night and I'd read the book a couple of years ago, The Boy... The boy, the mole, the fox, and the horse. It's so weird you're saying that. No, but Thomas was telling me about it last night. Oh, and I have I not. I get the book. And, okay. the, and there's a the most beautiful, like, little 30-minute animated short on, uh, I think it's on Apple TV. Okay. It was so beautiful. And, um, you know, the, he befriends the mole first. This is this little boy, like, in this snowy tundra. And he's just looking for a home. 
and uh, there's no other backstory given. Um, and I think the mole asked him uh, like very early on, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And he says, kind. Mm. And I was like, oh. Yeah. Um, because, you know, I think we're in a very interesting well, maybe we've been in this stage for a long time. I don't even think it's just been in the last seven years or whatever. Uh, where kindness is not really a valuable currency to most anymore. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but I think that when you experience kindness, you realize exactly how important it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and I think, you know, I'm not a people person. <laughs> You're I not a very, people person. No, I get annoyed by people very easily. Mm-hmm. But um, That's the Gemini in you, I think. Yeah, but I do try to be kind. Yeah. I mean, if I'm not kind to you, you done done something. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, because that is my go-to, or at least I try to make it my go-to. But um, so, yeah, so maybe that's my dharma is kindness. I love like, that. Yeah. I think that perfectly applies to you. And I think that that, you know, and I think that you first and foremost have to start by being kind to yourself. Well, that's, I think, where most people have a hard time or they're not starting there. Right, right. Well, you know, I I teach a lot of uh, loving kindness uh, workshops and stuff. And I say, you know, I think a lot of times um, you see this in people that are uh, codependent or people pleasers, I speak as having sometimes still one of those, uh, where you put um, uh, being kind uh, to someone else above and above, above and all things, including mm-hmm. being kind to yourself. But then that kindness isn't genuine yeah. because you're actually doing it for a payoff. Right. Uh, because you want to feel wanted or needed right. or uh, you want kindness back. Yep. So then you're actually, it's not a, an authentic kindness. And so when I teach the loving kindness stuff, it's like, yeah, you got to cultivate this stuff within yourself first. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, that I think it's great that so many people want to change the world. But meanwhile, their their house or their inner house yes. is a fucking disaster. Absolutely. I completely agree. I mean, the idea of being kind to yourself, I think, also has to, you have to be able to perhaps accept yourself in some ways and then also forgive yourself. And those are two things that I think people really struggle with doing. So kind, being kind to yourself is an area where if more people shifted the focus onto that and away from, you know, just running out and trying to change the world, I think we'd make more progress. So something that you and I touched on last time we talked um, was kind of like how to have spiritual practices and maybe even identify as like a person on a spiritual path, but mm-hmm. still, you know, get Botox and watch Housewives <laughs> and like maybe throw back some margaritas from time to time. And I think you really represent that balance mm. pretty well. So I'd love for you to share about like to you what that balance looks like. Mm. I was in Los Angeles, um, I don't know, five or six years ago, I was working with this uh, LGBT uh, spiritual community and there was this one woman who was in a class that I was teaching and she was like I could tell she was like sizing me up and uh, I was like what's up and she's like well I I usually can figure out people's dualities and I was like okay and she's like but I'm having a hard time getting yours and I was like well I'm a Gemini so I'm kind (laughs) of all dualities (laughs) (laughs) so maybe that's it and um, my friend who was in charge of the program starts rattling off things and he's like, well, it's like, but you, like you party and you're, uh, how did he put it? Like you, you party and you, he used some esoteric word and she's like, no, that's not it. Um, I will say, I think that I've, my, my balance is very different in 2022 
than it was in, say, early 2020. Well, I think all of our messages uh, were pretty <laughs> like, fucked I up mean, then. I used to be, you know, I was out five nights a week minimum, usually out till, you know, last call <laughs> and all of that stuff. Uh, now most of this is done at home. Um, I, you know, I think that, and I've had this discussion about, particularly about drinking and, uh, and smoking weed and stuff like that with uh, a couple of more senior teachers who think, you know, like that it's a bad example or, or whatever. And my thing is all about intention behind these things. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, like I don't drink margaritas or bourbon with the intention that it is going to, you know, quote, make things better, help me forget about something. I, I actually do it because I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, and um, it's same with like smoking weed or whatever. That My intention is not that I'm fixing something healing something, any of that stuff, mm-hmm. except with like some hallucinogenics. And well, I'm sure. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm on board with something. that. But um, so I think that, so I, I, I've never felt like I've had to uh, justify or hide that part of my life um, because I can, maybe this is just that I, because I come from a long line of alcoholics. Uh, I, I don't get hangovers. Like oh, I, I forgot you told yeah, me that before. I it's like impossible go, for you. Yeah. Nah, I, honestly, I couldn't even tell it's been, I don't know how, when I had my last hangover. So we could go out, we could, or we could sit on the couch, go hard. I will wake up at seven in the morning, no do problems. my practice <laughs> and just get about the business of the day. Um, so, but I have, I think lately I've tried to be more committed to doing, uh, my, my spiritual work first thing in the morning. Yeah. Versus like, like for a while I was going through this phase of where I'm like, oh, well, let's say I'm going to make my coffee. I'm going to eat my breakfast. Oh, let me see what's on the news. Let me scroll through my phone, anything urgent. And then like, you know, an hour and a half later or so, be like, oh, I need to, you know, take my seat and do all my other stuff. Like, oh, I don't really have time for this part now. So I'll just do this. Whereas, I don't know, the last few months I've been more um, uh, consistent of like, okay, I'm just going to, I'm going to make a cup of tea and then it's, to, to the cushion, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And uh, and I'll say that that aspect of my practice, the the spiritual stuff, uh, I, I'm more consistent with than my physical practice now. And, uh, and it's longer than my physical practice now. Wow. Yeah. So that's interesting. But I also think that that's just another thing of where kindness to ourselves comes in. Because you have to realize that, you know, there's fluidity fluidity yeah. mm-hmm. and seasons and cycles yeah. and all this kind of stuff like you know next week after the first i may feel like oh i need to like mm-hmm. dedicate more time to you know <laughs> cardio and blah 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 and i'm, I'm just going to take this amount of time mm-hmm. but uh so i don't know I'll, I'll know that when when it happens but um yeah, I just try to be forgiving of myself and, and consistent. So if I do, for some reason, only do like 10 minutes or one pillar of my practice, I, I don't beat myself up about it anymore. Yeah. I just like, okay, well, there's tomorrow or there's even later today. And like you said, balance really is about fluidity. Mm-hmm. And there are seasons to everything. Right. You know, so we ebb and flow in all things. Well, and I say this sometimes when I teach uh, tree pose, for example, that you know, I see people like fighting so hard to like not move in tree pose. And it's like, but if you think about an actual mm-hmm. tree, like trees move. Yeah. Like there's wind and, you know, there's people or there's birds like that all influence the movement of this tree. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, so as is in life, you know, that's why it's not called 
statue pose or, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just fluid it, fluidity. I don't know why that word's so hard to say today, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Cool. I love it. So a couple rapid fires for okay. you. Okay. Oh, I love these. I know. Well, the mine are kind of I different. Know, I don't know if I'm going to like being on the receiving <laughs> end of it, but go ahead. What happens when we die? Oh, I don't know. I haven't died. Well, what do you think? Uh, that was actually a quote from a Buddhist teacher. A student asked him, he's like, I don't know. Like, I haven't died. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's weird. Death has never been something that has freaked me out. Mm -hmm. um, so you don't get hangover and you're not afraid of death. Like, I don't, yeah. you're such a unicorn. I know. Isn't that weird? <laughs> yes. Um, you know, and, and in Stoicism, it's very much like, you should live every day as though you're going to die because yeah. you are. Right. It, it, one day it's going to come true. Um, so I don't know, you know, I, as a young kid, like I grew up in a Southern Baptist house, weirdly. And, uh, but I believed in reincarnation at like a very early age. Mm -hmm. Like, I think maybe, you know, you have the option to come back. There was a book I read uh, many years ago. Oh, I wish I could remember it anyway, but it, it kind of paints this thing that when you die, you go to this place of where you know, you're given this option of like, okay, do you want to do more work mm -hmm. or do you want to go back and, and do more work there? And I was like, well, shit, yeah. <laughs> we don't get a break. Um, I don't know. It's not, maybe that's why I'm trying to do as much this go around because There'll be yeah. less to do in the next round. I mean, or, or that I don't want to do another round. Well, like, that's sort of the, you know, when you talk about karma, like in my mind, yeah. I'm like, let's just go ahead and get all this shit yeah, taken care of exactly. now because I don't want to deal with yeah. it next time. So, yeah. So, I don't know. I think maybe maybe you go to like a big waiting room uh -huh. <laughs> and you, you get a case worker. And... Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you believe in aliens? I do because I think it's very... Um, egotistical to think that we're the only game in town yeah for sure <laughs> like, I agree. you know have you ever seen one i don't think i have okay no well let me know if that changes yeah <laughs> so tell us like where can people find you and i know this may be a little bit early but can we get a little inside info on the retreats you're talking about or is that like a uh, retreat come? will probably happen spring of 23 like late spring. Do you have location yet? I do. It's going to be close to Charleston because okay. I didn't want to take on something like for the first go around. I want to like take a bunch of people to like Portugal or something. Yeah. and Maybe next one. Manage. I also <laughs> don't want to like manage people and like. Yeah, I get that. You know what I mean? Yes. Like. Uh, it's a lot of work. My, I don't have any clean towels in my room. And <laughs> yeah. Breakfast was like, like, I don't fuck off. Like, yeah, I know. You know, like um, so that's why it may be a one and done okay. retreat because it's kind of why I don't officiate a lot of weddings anymore. Mm -hmm. um, I forgot you didn't add that to your list of. Oh, you yeah. Know. Yeah. Yeah. I tend to only now officiate for people that I know and genuinely care about. Okay. <laughs> um, so the retreat thing, yeah, probably late spring. Website is being updated, so that's a, a, not a working domain. Uh, so best is, and I've killed my Twitter, and I'm rarely on Facebook. Wow. So Instagram, there once was a yogi. Uh, podcast, also there once was a yogi. And uh, YouTube channel is still up. I've not put any fresh content on it in a while. Um, but it's also called There Once Was a Yogi. So. And for Charleston folks who want to take, who want to come for the yoga and stay for the dick joke. <laughs> That's my, that's my phrase. That's our Steven. <laughs> where, where are you teaching? In? Uh, primarily still at Holy Cow Yoga. I have a couple of opportunities in 23 that may be. But the, I have, I'm a shameless self-promoter. 
so any new places and new classes will be on the uh, on the Instagram. Awesome. And some sometimes funny, sometimes educational post. But always irreverent. <laughs> always irreverent. <laughs> I love it. That's one of the best things about you, though, Stephen. That's what everybody loves. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Stephen, for coming you, on today. This was a lot of fun. It we'll was. do it again. I also had an idea when you were talking about the Golden Girls. I was like, ooh, you know what we should do is like a whole podcast episode where we take like Golden Girls episodes and then Housewives <laughs> episodes, but we break them down to like the spiritual lessons that are actually like subliminally perhaps, you know, the subtext. Listen, the Golden Girls walked so that the Housewives could run. I agree with you totally. So. But, you know, that's an idea. So maybe that we'll add that to our list of things I, to Yeah, do. they did it. There was a musical at uh, at the music hall Friday night and people were like I can't believe you're not going I'm like well one it's 18 fucking degrees yeah true we're not and doing not, shit yeah and also I was like yeah it's two days before Christmas a crowd of like 500 people and then I'm gonna go see my 85 year old mother for Christmas <laughs> well what was it <laughs> I don't know. I didn't go. I was like... It was a Golden Girls thing, It though? was a Golden Girls musical. It was drag queens. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. How cool. Yeah, which I'm sure was probably entertaining. I went to... A, in L.A., I, I would go to this show called Chico's Angels. Uh-huh. It was these three... <laughs> it was these three Latin drag queens uh, that would take Charlie's Angels plots and work them into, like, a 90-minute show, live show that was hysterical. Um, so I think this was something like that. But Okay. Well, yeah. if they come back, we'll get tickets. Yes, absolutely. We'll All right. And then speaking of shameless plugs, I'm just throwing this out there, that if there are any eligible Sagittarius men in Charleston, <laughs> DM me and I will pre-screen, pre-screen you and then please. perhaps set yes. you up. But yes. yeah, just throwing that out there that we're looking for, for a Sagittarius, a eligible Sagittarius man here in the greater Charleston area. What month are Sagittarius? What is um, that? It's like November to mid-December. So mid-November to oh. mid-December. Yeah. Yeah, but oh, they so also, they could have a Sag moon like you or uh, even okay. a Venus and Sagittarius would work. Like, that's why I said, send them to me. Come to me, the Taylor Taylor <laughs> on Instagram. I'll ask you a few questions and then if, if it sounds like a fit, I'll, I'll work it out. Perfect. So, awesome. Well, thank you, Steven. This thank was you, so Tay. fun. We'll do it again soon. Peace. Bye. Bye.